Are you struggling with pre-diabetes or diabetes? And have you tried all sorts of things? Lowering your carbs, doing intermittent fasting, taking supplements, and you still can't get your blood sugar to drop down to or stay in the optimal range? Or do you have a family history of diabetes and you want to do everything you can to minimize your risk of developing diabetes? Well, then stick around because today we're going to talk about how environmental toxins affect diabetes. Toxins are often the root cause and the key for effectively reversing diabetes, especially when you've tried other things and they haven't worked. And today we're going to talk about the magnitude of our modern toxin burden and how environmental toxins can cause and worsen diabetes, and what you can start to do right away to reduce your body's toxin burden to help prevent and reverse diabetes. Welcome to episode 42 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. So this is part four of a four-part series on reversing diabetes naturally. Here's a quick summary of the contents of this series. Part one was it starts with food. Part two, digestion and diabetes. Part three, improving immunity. And now today, part four, taking care of toxins. Because toxins are everywhere. The sad truth about our world today is that environmental toxins are everywhere, in our air, our water, and our food. And both the numbers of these toxins and their quantities are ever-expanding, as are their impacts on the environment and on our human bodies and our human health. In 1962, Rachel Carson wrote her groundbreaking book, Silent Spring, and she said, The most alarming of all man's assaults on the environment is the contamination of air, earth, water, and sea with dangerous and even lethal materials. That was 60 years ago. The publication of Silent Spring helped to launch the field of ecotoxicology, and it catalyzed the modern environmental movement. At that time, there were 200 pesticides in the U.S. market, And the World Health Organization estimated that nearly 1 billion pounds of pesticides were being applied to the Earth's land surface annually. That was a lot. Well, now there are over 17,000 different pesticide products in the U.S. market. And approximately 5.6 billion pounds are being applied annually worldwide. That's a 5.6-fold increase in the past 60 years. And pesticides are just one type of environmental toxin that we are exposed to on a daily basis. There has been a 50-fold increase in the global production of chemicals since 1950, and this is projected to triple again by 2050. Plastics are of particularly high concern, as plastic pollution 
soared from 2 million tons in 1950 to 348 million tons just five years ago in 2017. Plastic pollution is now found from the summit of Mount Everest to the bottom of the deepest oceans. Well, at least as far as we can measure, (laughs) as deep as we can go. And some toxic chemicals, such as PCBs, are widespread and are particularly long-lasting, both in the environment and inside of our bodies. It's estimated that nowadays, the average person is exposed to more than 700,000 toxic chemicals every day. From perfumes to cleaning products, from cosmetic products to plastic water bottles, much of your everyday life includes exposure to chemicals that aren't good for your health. But there are many things you can do to minimize your exposure and to help your body rid itself of these harmful chemicals on a regular basis. And we'll talk more about those in in just a minute. But first, let's look at how toxins affect overall health and specifically how they can cause and exacerbate blood sugar regulation issues and thus cause diabetes. So how toxins affect your health. It's estimated that approximately 8 million people every year die from diseases caused by exposure to various types of environmental toxins. Damage to human health by these toxins has been well documented over the past 60 years, and it includes the development of both acute and chronic diseases in every system of our bodies. And in the show notes, you'll find links to some scientific studies on these, uh, some of these issues. So this one, there's a link for that. One of the systems that is strongly affected by environmental toxins is our hormone system, also known as endocrine system. As many human-made toxins, even at very low doses, are endocrine-disrupting chemicals, EDCs, that interfere with the synthesis, secretion, transport, binding, and elimination of our natural hormones. This hormone disruption by toxins includes disruption of the hormone insulin, which is responsible for the regulation of blood sugar through the movement of sugar fuel out of the blood and into our cells for use in energy production. Environmental toxins have been shown to damage the functioning of insulin, as well as to impair the beta cells of the pancreas, which are the primary source of insulin stimulation. In this way, exposure to toxins can, over time, cause our bodies to have a diminished ability to properly regulate blood sugar, which then often leads to the development of diabetes. So this can help explain why you could do all kinds of things absolutely exactly right, low carb, intermittent fasting, exercise, etc., and still struggle with blood sugar. And in in this way, too, uh, reducing toxin exposure And healing some of the damage done by toxins is often a necessary component for the successful prevention and reversal of diabetes. So again, if you've tried other things and they haven't fully worked, toxins can be a big part of the reason why. So what can we do about it? As daunting as this issue might feel, there are many positive things you can do to both minimize your incoming load of toxins every day and assist your body in clearing more toxins more quickly to limit and ultimately heal from toxin damage to your body. Taking these steps 
can help prevent diabetes from getting hold in the first place. If you have a family history, but you don't have it yet and you're concerned and you want to prevent it, that's great. And it can also help reverse diabetes once it has begun. So step one is to work on reducing the number of toxins that are getting into your body in the first place. There are many ways to do this. The top five being, number one, detox your diet. Number two, drink more filtered water with electrolytes. Number three, choose low toxin personal care products. Number four, keep your home and office clean naturally. And number five, minimize prescription drugs. So let's look at each of these in detail. Number one, detox your diet. Since we typically eat multiple times a day, and our foods can either contribute to our toxin load or lighten that load, what you choose to eat has a lot of power to either increase or reduce your toxin load and affect your overall health. So let's start there. First, source your proteins and fats carefully, since these can be laden with toxic chemicals, including pesticides, herbicides such as Roundup or glyphosate, hormones, antibiotics, and PCBs. For sourcing guidelines and links for poultry, pigs, ruminants, and seafood, check out my article and podcast, The Best Pastured Meats. Next, avoid processed oils. So this is another good way to lighten your dietary toxin load, and that is to minimize your consumption of industrially processed seed oils, also known as vegetable oils, such as canola, corn, safflower, soy, and sunflower oils, as their production involves the use of several toxic chemicals, which end up in the finished product, including bleaches and deodorizers. For more on this topic, check out my article and podcast, The Best and Worst Vegetable Oils. On the bright side, eating clean, healthy fats instead, such as cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil, macadamia nuts and macadamia nut oil, organic walnuts, wild-caught seafood, and pastured butter, and oh, also olives, right? So olive oil and olives. Um, these all help to not only lower your intake of toxins, but they have also been shown to ameliorate the development of high blood sugar and insulin resistance and thus help prevent and reverse diabetes. Next is fruits and vegetables. Whenever possible, buy organic fruits and veggies since these are not only cleaner, contain fewer toxins, but they are also more nutritious. Now, if buying all organic isn't feasible for you, then check out the Environmental Working Group's well-researched annual report, The Dirty Dozen, which comes out each spring and lists the 12 most crucial fruits and vegetables to buy organic that year. And you can check the uh, article, uh, companion article to this podcast for a link to that report. <clears throat> and for a more complete list of the top 46 fruits and veggies to buy organic, um, there's a link in the show notes for that. Next is grains. If you eat grains, which I always recommend against, but if you do, always choose organic since non-organic grains are sprayed with pesticides and herbicides and they contain chemical additives. But 
If you've listened to me before, you know I would like you to consider minimizing your intake of these inflammatory foods altogether. Because nowadays, even organic grains contain herbicide and pesticide residues from drift, and they also contain other damaging toxins, whether the grains are organic or not, including lectins, phytates, gluten, heavy metals, and mycotoxins, otherwise known as mold toxins. So for more on why avoiding grains is good for your health, you can check out my article, What's Wrong with Grains? Next up is legumes. And like grains, all legumes, that's peas, beans, and lentils, contain the toxin group called lectins, which block your absorption of many nutrients and their gut irritants. In addition, Legumes contain several other toxins, including tannins, goitrogenic factors, which interfere with thyroid function, cyanogenic glucosides, saponins, which are like soap, irritating to your digestive system, alkaloids, and trypsin and amylase inhibitors. So in the context of today's discussion about reducing toxins to help prevent and reverse diabetes, these last two types of toxins are the most relevant because they directly affect pancreatic function, causing impaired insulin production and impaired carbohydrate metabolism. Fortunately, soaking and cooking legumes properly does remove most of their toxin content. So this is a really important step to include in your food preparation when you're going to eat beans, peas, and lentils. For info on how to properly soak and cook legumes, Check out the link in the show notes to a guide on that. And um, I want to say what uh, on the rare occasion when I myself make legumes, what I like to do is soak and cook a big batch all at once and then freeze them in smaller containers for future use. And then also this, ha- this comes in handy for those times when we have vegetarian visitors. So then I have something available for them to eat. All right, next is the delightful detoxifiers. To further lighten your body's toxin load to help prevent and reverse diabetes and improve overall health, you can avoid the foods that block your natural detoxification pathways. And yes, there are foods that block detoxing. And instead, choose foods that actively boost your body's ability to detoxify. The main foods that block detox are high-carb foods because they stimulate insulin and thus promote body fat storage rather than body fat burning. Most of us could use more body fat burning. And the primary foods that have the power to boost your natural detox processes and lighten your toxin load are what I call the ABCs of detox. The A's are alliums, asparagus, and artichoke. The B's are brassicas, berries, and bone broth. And the C's are citrus, the non-sweet types, cilantro, and curcumin for its turmeric content. Uh, And you can check out the show notes for a little visual graphic on those foods, those ABCs. And then... Finally, in the detox your diet section, we have avoid plastics. This is another important way to lighten your toxin load, and that is to keep plastics away from your foods. 
because plastics will leach into any food or beverage that they come in contact with. A few steps that you can take in this direction are to use aluminum foil rather than plastic wrap. <clears throat> use glass or ceramic food storage containers rather than plastic. Check the show notes for a link to the ones I like. Buy products that are packaged in glass or metal rather than plastic. And avoid cooking with non-stick cookware. Yes, still. Especially with high heat. And opt instead for cast iron, stainless steel, or oven-safe glass cookware. And baby steps accrue over time. So implement changes as you're able. As I often say, progress is more important than perfection. Number two, drink plenty of filtered water and electrolytes. To help lower your toxin load and reverse and prevent diabetes, proper hydration is essential. And drinking filtered water with unsweetened, unflavored electrolytes added is the best way to achieve this. Proper hydration not only helps flush toxins, but it also helps to dilute and thus lower your blood sugar level, as well as being good for you in a million other ways. How much water is enough? I recommend aiming for a half an ounce of water per pound of body weight daily, ideally spread throughout the day. And check the show notes for a visual graphic on that one too. Now, whether it's municipal well water, municipal water, or well water, or bottled water, our drinking water is unfortunately almost always contaminated with various toxins these days. So, using an effective water filter is key. I use a Glass Zero brand water filter, and I love it. Independent testing has shown that the zero water filters remove the most contaminants and solids. And that that last one, that's helpful when you have really hard water like we do here in New Mexico. And the zero water filter also makes the water taste fabulous, in my opinion. And then, like with foods, keep your water away from plastics. As for the electrolytes, you need these in order to properly properly utilize the water that you're drinking. Electrolytes help to escort the water into and out of your cells, bringing in water-soluble nutrients and flushing out waste products, including toxins. And without plentiful electrolytes, nothing in your body works optimally. So, I recommend adding plain, unsweetened, unflavored electrolyte drops to every glass of water that you drink to optimize hydration and detoxification of water-soluble toxins. Trace Mineral Brand is my favorite for electrolyte drops. So what I like to do is measure out my day's water allotment each morning, and for me that's 67 ounces. Put that in a ceramic or glass pitcher, and then add two drops of electrolyte liquid per ounce of water. So for me, that's one and a half teaspoons of electrolyte liquid for my 67 ounces of water, just to give you an idea. And then I drink a 12-ounce glass of that water from that pitcher every two hours or so. Now, little side note here, very important note on reverse osmosis water. If you use RO water, you need to drastically increase your electrolyte intake to keep that RO water from damaging your kidneys. And please consider not using RO water anymore. 
Check the show notes for a link to the World Health Organization's warning on the health um, cautions, the health problems with RO water, including kidney damage. All right, so number three, choose low-toxin personal care products. Your skin is surprisingly absorbent, and most of what comes into contact with your skin gets inside your body. Personal care products often contain a whole boatload of harmful toxins, so choosing low-toxin personal care products is a powerful way to lighten your incoming toxin load. This includes all sorts of products, including soaps, shampoos, conditioners, hairsprays and gels, lotions, body powders, perfumes, cosmetics, etc. But with tens of thousands of these products on the market, how do you go about choosing? Well, you can check out the Environmental Working Group's well-researched database of 87,000 plus personal care products, and there's a link in the show notes to that. You can search by ingredient, brand, or product there to find what you're looking for. And if you want to simplify your search for new clean products even more, then you can visit the EWG verified list of products. Again, the link is in the show notes. Number four, keep your home and office clean naturally. How do you keep your home and office clean? How you keep your home and office clean can also increase or decrease your toxin load. One quick and easy way to decrease the number of toxins in your home or office is to take off your shoes when you enter. This keeps you from tracking toxins in, and toxins frequently stick to our shoes, such as pesticides and herbicides from contact with dirt and landscaping plants, and petroleum-based revenues, uh, re- revenues, <laughs> residues like uh, from walking on asphalt streets and sidewalks, and bacteria and viruses. Another way to lighten your indoor environment's toxin load is to vacuum and damp dust frequently, since dust contains more hazardous chemicals than you might think, including lead, fire retardants, and pesticides. And you can use non-toxic cleaning products, such as those in the EWG's Verified Cleaning Products list, which I have a link to in the show notes. It's a lot of links to the show notes today, I know. (laughs) And then finally, running a HEPA air filter regularly, especially in the rooms where you spend the most time, and adding more plants to your indoor spaces will help clean the air you breathe and lighten your body's incoming toxin load. Not sure which plants to choose? Check out the Good good Housekeeping article, The 20 Best Air Purifying Plants. If you want some guidance on picking an air filter, I really like the Kauai Air Mega AP1512HH. And there's a link in the show notes. It's relatively affordable. It's very effective at cleaning the air. It's fairly quiet. It's a low energy user. It's Energy Star certified. And you can turn off the display lights so you can run it in the bedroom while you're sleeping and still keep the room dark as it should be. Number five, minimize prescription drugs. Medications are meant to help reduce suffering, but oftentimes they do more harm than good, especially when multiple drugs are combined. And many medications like persistent environmental toxins, are difficult for our bodies to get rid of. 
This is often by design, but it adds to the body's overall already too high toxin burden. And in the context of reversing and preventing diabetes, some prescription drugs can actually accelerate the development of diabetes as an unintended side effect. Check the show notes for links to a couple studies about that. So doing what you can to limit your use of prescription drugs will help minimize your body's toxin burden and limit the damage that prescription drugs often do and reduce the risk of causing or worsening diabetes. So summing up, if you have diabetes or prediabetes or you have a family history of either and you want to do all you can to prevent or reverse these conditions, you have lots of possible tools to help you. And one of the most important tools is taking care of toxins, especially when the other key tools haven't been enough to turn things around for you. So if you have tried a low-carb, nutrient-dense, also known as paleo diet, intermittent fasting, fixing your digestion, and or boosting your immunity, and you still aren't consistently able to get and keep your blood sugar in the optimal range, then look to toxins as the culprit. We are all exposed to environmental toxins every day throughout our lives, and they can do a considerable amount of damage to our bodies, including our ability to properly regulate blood sugar. But there are many actions you can take to both lower your incoming toxin load and boost your body's natural detoxification processes to lighten your body's overall toxin burden and heal from toxin damage and thus optimize your overall health. So those actions include detoxing your diet by eating carefully sourced proteins and fats, organic fruits and vegetables, soaked legumes, and detoxifying foods, the ABCs of detox, and by avoiding processed seed oils, aka vegetable oils, grains, and contact with plastics, and then drinking plenty of filtered water and electrolytes, Choosing low-toxin personal care products. Keeping your home and office clean naturally by taking off your shoes, damp dusting and vacuuming regularly, using non-toxic cleaning products, running a HEPA filter, and adding more plants, and finally minimizing prescription drugs. So, next steps. Want to learn more about effective detoxing so you can improve your overall health and well-being? now and for the years ahead? Well, if you'd like to do a deeper dive into the what, why, and how of detoxing naturally and learn all about the foods, beverages, and activities that boost your body's natural detoxification processes, as well as more details on the foods that block them, then check out my acclaimed e-course, Dr. Emily's 10-Day Detox. And there's a link in the show notes. (laughs) And in my course, you will learn exactly what to do, why, and how. And then you can detox naturally again and again over your lifetime, anytime you feel like your body needs a cleansing boost, because you'll know exactly how. Many of my detox course students find it really helpful to do this detox quarterly, and they get amazing life-changing results from it each and every time. Check it out today. And that's it for today's episode. So until next time, eat well, be well, and enjoy.